Again and welcome back to another episode of On the Bench. My name is Joseph Esposito. I'm joined here again by Lachlan Fuller, Oliver Lamont, and Stefan Giglio. Boys, how are we going? Yo yo yo, good mate, good 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 good. How are you? Always good. Not bad, boys. Not bad. How we been? How we been? Yeah, good. Mate. How was the How was the F1? Yeah, I was just gonna ask that. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was about to ask you boys what's been going on this week, knowing that it, it prompted me being able to talk about it. But uh, no, I went to the Formula One. I've been. A, I have been a a keen. Uh, fan of the f1 for for the last couple of, for the last couple of years and obviously being down here now i got my first chance and oh it was absolutely incredible it was the best day uh absolutely loved it from yeah. go to woe um i'd love to i'd love to go to the f1 yeah oh, it's incredible it's, even even the qualify the qualifiers are so exciting man yeah how they do it with like the yeah i mean the, hamilton like, like final ha- 10 and all the yeah and like how ham like hamilton set like a lap record um yeah it was incredible like the, the way how they Hitting corners at like you know 150, 160, 170 kilometers an hour is just like oh, ridiculous. ridiculous. And, and like, just 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 quietly, no no knock on Adam Gilchrist, um, but please don't commentate on uh, on Formula One, bro. Please. <laughs> They're going to be commentating. He's commentating Formula One for Channel oh, Ten. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's, that's rough. Switch over to uh, switch over to Fox Sports. <laughs> Fox Sports have the have the unbelievable commentary. Yeah, they always do. They always do. They make it exciting. They make it exciting. So yeah, it's all right. All right, well, boys, let's um. Let's kick it off. We're going to go with a different format this week. I think we're going to start off with a bit of a scores on the doors. Stefan, talk to me. Yeah, scores on the doors. Right, that. Yeah, Wait, just it. just quickly before we get into it, yeah. can I ask who who's on quiz duty tonight? Yeah, me. Yeah, it's mate. Stefan. Yeah, yeah it's Stefan. It's Stefan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you practiced your your maths, mate? Wait. <laughs> no, I went no, and no. Tape course. I went I went did a maths tape course. <laughs> All right, boys. I'm ready to go. Doors. I'm ready to go. Scores on the doors. All right, we'll start off in uh, in New South Wales in the uh, the New South Wales MPL Men's One. Uh, Sydney FC uh, losing to Wollongong Wolves two uh, one. Uh, Sydney FC being the home team. Uh, Wollongong uh, getting some points away from home, uh, which will bump them up the ladder. Yeah. Uh, Hakoa and Sutherland having a two all draw. Uh, I believe Sutherland had a late winner there. I think it was the last kick of the game. Uh, they scored. Right. They need the points. Uh, which is an exciting game scenes. there. Yeah. Scenes. Uh, Blacktown City uh, beating Bonnery 4-0. Uh, their striker, uh, I think his name's Mendy. I can't remember his first name. Mendy's going a hat-trick uh, on, on his home debut. Just quietly. Uh, yeah. Blacktown haven't conceded a goal yet. I know, I know. It's I'm jealous. Incredible. It's ridiculous. And they, and, and they had... No, did they concede last week? No. They conceded no goals. Oh, no, they didn't. I guess. No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. That's right. No. That's right. Uh, their, their keeper, their first keeper, Prendergast, got injured last week He's after saving a pen. Yeah, okay. So um so yeah he's done he's done well there so that's a good point a good pickup I didn't see that jeez I'm jealous um Sydney Olympic getting up two one against Manly Manly in all sorts this season yeah I know what none from three for them yeah none from three none from three uh seven goals conceded on uh yeah zero points there at the bottom uh which is a shame uh Rockdale losing to City United three two again scenes there as well. Um, they're nice. Uh, the the Rockdale Rockdale's new AstroTurf pitch there. I'm keen to play on that. I actually, and, um, Marconi, I actually just quietly, I actually saw uh, that the uh, there was about they sent out about six or seven police officers 
out to that game. Yeah, I saw that up in the hill. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was a bit of a, I think they were worried about the old school Yugo uh, rivalry yeah. there, but um, they always are. Yeah, they always yeah. are. They're always there's always about six or seven. Well, there was an incident. Well, there was an incident last year when they played at Rockdale because the, the yes. Rockdale fans, to us, the yeah, the Rockdale fans took uh, goalkeeper Tom Manos's uh, water bottle, got the ball, uh, ball boy to get the water bottle, and actually pissed in his water. Yes. Um, and then yes. gave it back to him, and obviously once he realised, he turned around and you know gave gave the, the piece straight back to him. I'm pretty sure, so it caused a bit of heat. But um, well, he should. So he should. Yeah, well, you can't do that. So it's funny. It's good banter, but you can't do that. No, nah, that, that's that, that's uh, I don't. That, that's not banter. I think that's that, that's illegal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 but um, just quickly talking MPL. There's one game down yeah. here that caught everyone's eye and a man by the name of funnily enough Tom Cahill Tom Cahill yes yes the Heidelberg Heidelberg uh, against uh, yeah Hot- against the Paco Paco Val yes down is that you say it? down 2-0 down 2-0 yeah. with 10 men Tom Cahill <laughs> he's just come Tom, Tom Cahill's just come to the rescue. It's ridiculous. Scored a hat trick. Scored a hat trick. And, yeah, and, it's ridiculous. And they, a, and they copped another red card, so they actually won the game three two with nine men. Um, with nine men, yeah. Which is pretty. It was yeah. a ridiculous they're, game. Their um, uh, their coach. Um, I've got him. I've got him on Facebook. I never speak to him. I've got him on Facebook. <laughs> He's he never he never he never posts about Heidelberg at all. Um, he's put up a post um on his on his feed this week just saying. No, I never post about, never post up about uh, football, but this win was special. So, um, to to have their coach, who's pretty mute about being at Heidelberg as their coach, to come out and say something like that, something special. So, Heidelberg, uh, I think, I think they they should be putting their hat in the ring for for A League expansion. I think. Oh, for sure. I think Heidelberg. They're just the, the the history of the club, the fans that they produce. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a given for me. But again, another team in Melbourne. Anyway, that's that's a different topic. Yeah, it's a different topic. But thank you for leading into the Victorian scores. But just before we just before we head there, um, there was a postponed match: Marconi versus Apia. The the Italian derby uh, was postponed, um, which will be replayed. Uh, I believe it's in the first week of April. Okay. Uh, on Wednesday night, fourth of April. There it is, fourth of April on at seven thirty Marconi Stadium. So fair enough. Well, um, can we get a? How about a quick? Any notable results in the A League? Uh, in the A League, yes, there were. Uh, so in the A League, five two Adelaide getting up against Newcastle. Newcastle <laughs> being on a on an absolute uh, on an absolute run at the moment. So that's a huge result for Adelaide. Uh, it's about time. It was only a matter of time before they sort of demolished someone and finally got it right. So um, that's a huge blow for Newcastle. Yeah, as well, yeah. The sort of ruins. Side. Yeah, ruins their uh, momentum going into the final series. Uh, Sydney FC escaping just against Central Coast Mariners. The Messiah. The uh, Messiah. The Woi Woi. Yes, the Woi Woi Messi. Yes. The Woi Woi Messi. The Woi Woi Messi. He's come on and he's just mate. The absolutely bomb one. Loves it. <laughs> <laughs> loves the last minute. I think that was his first goal in like two A League seasons. I think so. No, I think so, mate. The, I think the, so. The boy, boy, the Messiah. The Messiah. The Messiah. Matt Simon. Unbelievable. Uh, Melbourne City getting up against Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, Wellington having a tour against Brisbane Roar. That's 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 uh, that's a stint for Brisbane Roar. You know, obviously trying to get into the finals. Uh, they're dropping points there. Um, that obviously gives Western Sydney uh, the the sixth spot. Mm. 
Uh, Perth Glory beating Melbourne Victory one 0 as well. Uh, it's it's a tight it's a tight table between uh, that hurts between victory. third and seven and eight. Sorry, Victory third dropped eight, back down, so. which hurts them. Yes, they have. So. Yeah, they've they've lost their lost lost their third spot to to Melbourne City, which obviously they won't be happy about. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's it's a, it's a tight run home. It's start, it is it uh, is really starting to heat up, which will be uh, interesting because that's actually the funny thing about the A League. It's actually uh, it's actually what am I looking at here? It's easier to make the finals than not. So it's actually more of a job to not make. Correct. It. So correct. Um, correct. That's correct. The funny thing but yeah, it. it's 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 tight. It's very tight between third and 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 and, and eighth. So anyone's still in for a chance. Obviously, Central Coast and Wellington are. Uh, are gone. Uh, the, the the big match for for next weekend's obviously Melbourne Victory Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, Wanderers will, will need to sort of get a win there, um, and uh, well, both teams need to get a win really. Um, I believe that's at I believe that's at Amy Park. Am I wrong? Oh, have you got your tickets ready? I think it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Amy Park. I will more than likely be there. So Amy Park. Yeah, that's it. So so yeah. Uh, be interesting to see. I think I think oh, Perth, Perth, Brisbane. Geez, I thought Brisbane were sitting higher in the ladder. That's a shame. Sitting yeah, well, that's like that's that's something there that's heating up. But um, look, moving on to international, I think we copped a stark wake up call after a four one lost uh, to Norway, uh, who are ten or so places below us in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And, I mean, there was a few other scores here that we're looking at. Obviously, Colombia-France is a great game. Um, oh, Egypt-Portugal. Actually, you know what, Stefan? I wanted to bring that up quickly, going through the scores. Yeah, talk to me. So, Oliver can back me up here, right? Yep. Oliver, we had an yep. argument last week, me and Steph, about Ronaldo not showing up. <laughs> I believe, it, quote me on this, I believe Steph called him a mong. A mong, exactly. <laughs> a mong. Yeah, he, I did. No, I did, I did. I don't, and I, and I'll, I'll stand I'll stand by what I uh, and, what I discussed and last I was, week. So so to back my uh, to, sorry to to back my argument further, in the ninety second yeah. minute, Egypt were up one nil from that man Salah yes. again. I don't know if you've heard the new remix actually. Mo Salah la 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 la. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was brilliant. I played it all day oh, Sunday while trying to do my song. <laughs> it was great. But anyway. In the ninety first minute, in ninety second minute, Egypt was still winning that one that game one nil. By the ninety fourth, yep. it was two one, and Ronaldo had scored a double. And yep. now, yep. now, Stefan, this mong of yours uh, popped yep. up again at thirty three, having the best yep. start to a year that he's ever had in his career. And you yep. still yep. want to say that it's a question of if he turns up. I've got, I've got the the only the only response that I have is Cristiano Ronaldo listens to on the bench. All right, he heard my remarks from last week. <laughs> And he's taking that advice on board. But and look at that, two one. But then again, he is so, he is a mong. To be fair, yeah, he must be listening. To be fair, he must be listening. He, he, well, he's, he's he's one of our listeners, and, and he's taking the advice <laughs> on. And Cristiano, if you're listening, thanks, mate. Uh, it's good to see that you're, you're supporting on the bench, and um, it's good to see you on the score sheet, um, getting such a, a vital win uh, for the World Cup. So. <laughs> but um, boys, let's uh get back in terms of the scores there. Um. Do we want to talk about Australia now, or do we want to move? Do we want to look? Let's let's get it over and done with now. I, <laughs> I guess that that can run into our first our first you know hot hot topics of the night. Um, Lockie, I think is it a question that you had in terms of that 
uh, Denmark. Uh, sorry, that Norway Australia game. It's more about the future of the Socceroos with under Bert Van Marwijk, and it's basically you know are they going to be ready for Russia in time after that result? Well, I guess I'll go first if I may. Uh, go on. There was so obviously four one up one nil early on in the game through Irvine, and it was actually Jackson Irvine who came out this week, and you know everyone was you know blowing up and everything else and um, you know worry signs everywhere and mm. Irvine kind of came out and told everyone to settle down a bit and you know and it's just it poses the question you know are, are we just teething but same thing again is you know we don't we, we don't really have a whole lot of time to be teething do we and no. we're you know obviously going in you know 80 days today to the World Cup and you know there wasn't really, you know, bland signs from the Socceroos, you know, looking really dry, you know, like there wasn't really much creativity going on. And, you know, I think we'll be ready in some sense, but, you know, it goes back to what I was saying, you know, months ago, like well before we even started recording, what I used to say to you boys is that, you know, you know, as much as I wanted us to be there, I felt that if we qualified, it would just kind of cover up all the problems. And I kind of think we're mm-hmm. starting to see that now. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Bert. Um, but, you know, he's he's used to it. You know, he's, he's gone taken, he's taken his, his country to World Cup finals and everything else. So it's... Um... I've, got a, I've got a question. I've got a question for you, boys. So uh, Bert, Bert's obviously uh, in, in with the Socceroos to be a, a tournament coach. Um, he's... he's in in and out, so to speak. Do you think that's the right way to go about it, or should we have just brought Graham Arnold in, taken taken them through the World Cup, and you know, build build them build them up over the next couple of years, rather than having Bert come in? No, for the next hundred days. No, no, I don't. No. Why? Why? Because it's way too much for a long term, for a long term coach. You can't throw him in now because there's yeah, there's it, way too there's, much. There's sort of. There's too much at stake here for a long-term development plan to start uh, three months before the World Cup, I yeah. think. So I I think it makes sort of much more sense to throw in this tournament or so manager to be able to to get a more solid result than what, you know, theoretically what Graham Arnold would have achieved in the World Cup to then get the ball rolling from there post-World Cup. I just think it makes much more sense. In terms of because obviously there's an ex- expectation of Australia to do well from from a fans perspective, maybe not from a worldview, and and that's what the fans want. You know, we've qualified for the World Cup now. Go and make something of it rather than just capitulating in, in the group stages. Exactly, and um, <clears throat> I guess that comes through to the next game. Obviously, playing Colombia of all teams uh, this week at Craven Cottage. I, I just wanted to ask, sorry, Espo. I just wanted to, sorry to cut you off. No, I just no, that's fine. No, that's fine. Though, keep, keep doing. Do, do you think? Do, but do you think though? Um, and and I, I agree with with what um with, with what Ollie's saying. But do you think that because let's say for example Arnie did come in, do you think players will have more of a, I guess, uh, more of a desire to play better because Arnie's going to be in the role for for the long term rather than, you know. Bert coming in with a squad already at his hands. No, and I completely not disagree. Really knowing much, okay. I completely disagree. Sorry, sorry. I'm to be a bit blunt there, but I completely disagree. No, 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 no. I completely no, just disagree tell us why. because because the beauty of having someone like Bert in for only a short amount of time is is that he's and he said he said that, you know I'm going to be playing the best players at, at the time, 
Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, we spoke about this, spoken about this multiple times, you know, we, it's, it's, like, a, it's, it's like a blank a, canvas for all the players. Exactly. It's almost like a broken record in yeah. the sense that, you know, there was, there was that, that comfort, you know, comfort, there was a sense of, you know, being very comfortable with certain complacency. players. Complacency. You know, yeah, yeah complacency, yeah. perfect word. And um, bringing in players... You're welcome. You know, oh, oh, cheers, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having players there like, you know, Naboo, Dimmy, you know, they're putting yeah. players on notice. It's like, and to be honest, you know, I, I'd rather play, I'd rather play, you know, Petrados and Naboo over like... Over like a lecky and uh, yeah, I think Nabu. I think Nabu got unlucky. Um, he wasn't getting much service. I, I think Petrados has 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 come out and played played um, played unbelievable as well. Um, they're probably the two most positive signs out of the game. Um, Moy didn't really do much. Um, Bailey Wright didn't really do much. No one really sort of stood out um, besides those two, which they've done so for the past you know eight eight and twelve weeks. So. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I look, I, I, completely understand where you're coming from, um, in regards to Bert. So, look, I, I just hope that I just hope that the uh, it is it is a friendly, and we are eighty days out from the World Cup. Uh, I think everyone's panicking, and I don't think everyone should be panicking. I'm no, de- definitely not. I'm not uh, panicking. Everyone's mentality, every everyone's mentality switches when we when we do get closer and closer. To the World Cup, and when we are actually in the World of Cup, course. it's a completely different ball game. So these trial games is, is all a feeling out process, you know. But it's not it's not good for the confidence as we get closer to the World Cup, and we're seeing results like this. And it makes me sort of Espo last week. You said that you know <clears throat> you reckon that we're so in with a chance, like, and I hope that we are as well. But a result like this, so close to the World Cup, where does that do you still sort of? Sit on that opinion, or does it? No, does it take no, no, a, I do. A I bit do. more of a backseat. No, 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 not yeah. at all, not at all. Because I, 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 that's why I, I'm comfortable with someone like Ben Marwick there because, he, mm. he, this is just like he, he just came out and said because he was just being he was just being dead honest. He said we're not ready for we're, we're not ready for the World Cup yet, and that's just being no, no, we're not. That's just we're being, not. and that's just being when you when you when you you know he didn't try and sugarcoat it at all because there was nothing to sugarcoat, but. In the past, managers try and try and sugarcoat these situations, and when you don't sugarcoat yeah. things and you deal with them realistically, then you have a better chance of building from them. And you know, yeah, with I'd true. I'd love to see us go out there against against Colombia with you know, in in my opinion, one of the strongest you know our, our strongest possible team in you know a sense of you know two centre backs maybe of you know Milligan maybe even centre backs of. Milligan, you know, Dejanek having Yadanak and Moy in the middle and, and then having, uh, yeah. you know, I'd honestly have like Naboo out on the right, even Rogic at the 10, Petrados on the left and yeah. uh, Rogic, uh, oh, sorry, and Juric um, up front, you know, maybe swap, you know, maybe not Rogic or, you know, Mass who will run all day sort of thing. Yeah. You know, he was a hardened championship league, uh, championship player, midfielder. So, no, yeah. no, but no, the, I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. Uh, it's like, this like is the Steph beauty said. of the. Sorry, sorry, Espo. No, 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 I was just saying, like, like Steph said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried. And that's like, nah. what Steph's saying. That's that's the whole point of having these preseason friendlies. And actually, I love, mm-hmm. I love that we're not coming home, that that we're yeah. not playing any friendlies away. Because Bert's like, nah, we're gonna get away, get away from the country, you know, from Australia, from all the people, and just focus on on us and just putting together a gun. You know our, our most gun side, and that's the whole. You know, that's that's what's so fantastic about the World Cup is that it's just bang because you you're into it straight away. So 
you know, yeah. in, I, I don't have it with me now, but I'm sure in the past teams that have won the World Cup, you know, I'm not saying that we're going to win the World Cup, you know, teams have had great runs in their pre, in their friendlies in the build-up, haven't been so good, but then they've hit their straps come World Cup time, and you get, yeah. you know, you get instances like South Korea in 2002 that made it to the semifinals. You know, there's, you know, teams that, that can go on, go on a run, and, you know, not saying that we're going to, you know, qualify through the group, because we are, have such a tough group, and we completely overlooked... Stefan, like, you know, you completely overlooked last week, not having a go, just saying we completely overlooked teams like Peru. Like, they're 11th in the world. Oh, of course. You know, like, Peru is a very good team. and oh, Of course. Well, they've just been Croatia, so... Yeah, I oh, know. Of course, of course. And, um, yeah, I, I'd love to see... Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm comfortable that he can put together a team that'll go out there and leave it all out there. And I'd rather see a team that would go out there against France and lose 4-0, but we went out there trying to win 4-0 then yep. sit back and think, oh, hopefully we can nick a draw and we lose 4-0 anyway. You know I mean? It's a big-time reality check as to where the squad stands at the moment. I just hope that they, they take a lot from it and, and learn of from course, it and, yeah. and develop from there. Of course, and he, he's, that's the and most he's been That's there. the most important thing. Exactly, and he's been there and done that. You know, obviously, he's taken Netherlands to a World, like a World Cup final. And, you know, he's this wouldn't be anything out of the ordinary for... For Van Marwijk, so and for for many national team coaches in in that sense, so nah. The best way the best way to describe this situation, it it you got to take it like a training camp for let's, let's use a, a a boxer for example, right? You know, eighty days out from from the main stage, it's it's all about getting the the little things right. You know, working out formations, working out which player fits fits where, and and learning about different players in your squad. You know, rotating players and. Um, and combinations uh, till you get you know two weeks out and you know you've got the perfect formation and you feel you feel secure you feel safe and you feel ready to go and confident with the squad whether whether or not you know the media or the Australian public uh, think otherwise it doesn't really matter all that matters is what's happening in the camp and how how mentally strong uh, the, the squad is to I guess you know get the the best result possible for for, for Australian and, and obviously um, the boys, so just quietly, sorry, just to wrap, just to finish up there. Isn't it funny that we all just spoke then, and not one of us mentioned Cahill being there? No, you're right, and we didn't even think about that, um, which is you know changing the guard thing. But um, anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, Lockie, what have you got for us next, mate? In terms of hot topics, what are we talking about next? Where do you want us to go? Argentina coach coming out recently talking about um, Messi having a gun to his head. Uh, George San- George Sampolo. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, talking about you know Messi's got a gun to his head as the as the tournament leaves. <laughs> um, it's no pressure, um, but I'd like to think uh, what your guys' thoughts are on who has more pressure to perform at this next World Cup, Ronaldo or Messi? Uh, Messi's a mong. so uh, <laughs> <laughs> not Messi, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a tough question, man. I think in terms of achievements, I think think the Portuguese fans and public are more accepting of Ronaldo based on what he's achieved in his personal career. I mean, he's the most decorated um, forward probably ever to grace the game. Yeah. And I think I think the Portuguese have really embraced that, obviously with those with the Mong stands that they've um erected (laughs) in in his name and and whatnot. Whereas, whereas the South American, I, f- I feel that the Argentina fan base is just a little bit more hostile because they compare Messi to to Maradona, who won everything for his country, mm-hmm. and you know Messi's done everything at a club level as well. But he's yet he's yet to sort of hit the stage 
um, internationally. And, you know, there is a lot of pressure on him that he, he bears a lot of weight of the country on his shoulders. And it seems that he doesn't he doesn't deal with it very well, whereas Ronaldo sort of thrives in that environment, if that makes sense. So I think I think Messi has more pressure on him and 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 really feels that because he does I think he does take it to heart he he puts on a facade where he he blocks himself from the camera and and hides himself away in these instances when it doesn't go well but you know you you saw how much it actually does mean to him I mean when he when he sort of the tears were streaming down his face in the in the two the um Copa America losses so it it, it it's sad to see it but I I'd, I'd really think that this is his last crack as well at achieving something for his country and it, it bears a question as to whether he he can do it or not and it's hard i think it's hard as well because we're talking about two individual players you know you got to look at you got to look at the players around them as well and and how strong both squads are 100%. being 100 argentina and portugal so yeah as much as as much as both those players can play at 100 percent, it also relies on the other 10 men on the pitch that play yeah, with them as right. well so um it's a really 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 tough question um Personally, personally, I think I think Ronaldo probably has another World Cup in him. I think Messi Messi has all the pressure in, going into this World Cup. Uh, obviously, he's had a couple of, um, as um, Oli mentioned, he's got a couple of uh, Copa Americas that they've unfortunately uh, let slip. Let slip, yeah. So um, I think I think all the pressures on on, on Messi to, um, to to get a result. So, do you really think Ronaldo's got another World Cup in him? How old is he now? 30, 33. 33. So it'd be 37. Seven. Yep. There's Figo, that, Figo, mind there. you, Figo played in 2000. <laughs> Figo. <laughs> Figo was, was in his mid 30s in 2006. Still played. And that was then. Um, but me, I mean, I at the rate Ronaldo's. Yeah, go on, Espo. Sorry. It's the Herbalife. The Herbalife will keep him playing until until he's the, until the, it is 45, I reckon. 45. Yeah. <laughs> We'll play in America next week for another outrageous (laughs) Steph special there. You always have one a week. Every single week. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, the Herbalife will keep him playing. I 45, man. I think both, you know, Steph not so much, but I think both of you are completely underestimating Messi. Like, completely. And, you know, I do agree with what Steph's saying in terms of the players around him. And Argentina's squad is a joke. The fact that they're set that, that uh, the coach, uh, George Sampaoli, is talking about not even taking Dybala. Not take Dybala. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. Or Icardi, for that matter. Um, you know, because you think, what, Dybala, Icardi, Messi, Higuain, Aguero, like that is just a joke. Uh, but where they all Let's fit in it. is another thing. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, I just sort of, football's not always played. Like, everyone's fully aware of Argentina's um, attacking potency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, at the back in the midfield, I mean, Benega's good, but I can't... There's no sort of standout player for me from the midfield back. Oh, Javi Martinez is there. Otamendi's there. Um, yeah, Otamendi, but I get... Rojo's yeah. there. But look, and again, as well, you know, obviously there is more pressure on Messi because I think one thing that none of you did mention as well is Ronaldo pretty much barring 18 minutes of an injury, you know, winning winning European Championships for Portugal. Uh, so I think on that front, they're a bit more content. Um, 
But yeah, obviously, I mean, and it, I think, I think it, that, I think him just winning the Euros also relieves that pressure that Messi really feels as well. Yeah, yeah, but there's, yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're hundred percent right. There's that's what that's what I meant by Portugal a bit more content in that sense. But um, there's. But I feel like I feel like I feel like Portugal relied too much on Ronaldo though. Yeah, but they both but do. If, both teams, both but if you both nations yeah. do. But look, getting back to what I was saying, there's. Obviously, there's going to be more pressure on Messi. Like, yes, like what you said, Oli, with the the team and how Maradona has obviously he won won the World Cup. Well, single hand, single handedly won the World Cup uh, for Argentina. But yeah, you know this. Yes, there's the, the Germans. The Germans are there. I for some reason I'm saying now the Ger- I don't think the Germans will be there in the final. Um, my my mm. two my two dark horse teams. My my. My final, my final right now is is, is Argentina, Spain. Uh, Spain really? is so under. No one is talking about Spain, but that, that's for no. that might be for that might be for next week. But uh, Spain are complete. Un, no one's talking about Spain. Their team's ridiculous, and they're playing stupid football. But uh, yeah. no, I think I'm, I think everyone's completely underestimating. Everyone's football. everyone's completely underestimating uh, Messi. He's from for me. He I, I something about him. You know the way when I watched him play, just the way he is, I, I enjoy watching him more than Ronaldo. But that's doesn't really come into it. But in terms of eating up pressure, yeah, him, yeah, that's him what and, I him, agree. I'd... Him and Ronaldo are both on par. You know, there's there's no you, you can't really compare them in terms of because when when the pressure's on, that they, they they step up, and you know it comes back to what Stefan was time, saying about most yeah most times. But Stefan coming back to what Stefan was saying about the team I would around say... him is when you know in. in in the at the world in the World Cup, in the final, sorry, Messi was there. Like he he stepped up, but you know, even when Messi when Messi steps up for Barcelona, the ten other players in on the field with him are contributing to him stepping up. So as Stefan said, it it, it can't just be you know, it has to be the other ten players around him as yeah. well. And we're full, we're fully aware of that as well, but it it's because these two are so good and a class above everyone else in the yeah. world that that the spotlight will will always be on them. Oh, and that of course, that's naturally. the inevitable and there's there's no way around it. So I guess if they both wear the captain's armband then that sort of adds more to the pressure. So but it it, it will be interesting to watch it just unfold. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that was a um, that was a nice little discussion there. Um, Lockie, I think we got fan questions, do we? Do we have a fan question we want to jump into? Have you got a name for him? Yes, it was uh, Mr. Sam, Mr. Sam Clayton. Sam Clayton. Uh, Sam, to be fair, Sam, Sam does listen. Sam listens every week. Good, thank you, Sam. To be fair, I've spoken to Sam. He listens every week, and he's always he's always quick to give us our opinion. So thank you, Sam. Valued listener. What was it? What? He is a United fan, which is a bit, uh, but look, you know, we'll we'll, we'll let him off. <laughs> I've got no judgment. I don't I don't really follow anyone in the EPL, so I've got no judgment, mate. Sam, thank you. I'm judging him. Thanks for that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what was the question there, Lockie? Well, basically, the the gist of his question was: after this Premier League season, you know, which fan would be happier with their season uh, for Manchester United winning the FA Cup and sort of finishing top three in the league, or Liverpool? Um, you know, with their form in the Champions League and a, and a top two finish, you know, who would be who would be a happier fan at the end of the season? A top two. Well, let's go Stefan first, because Stefan obviously has no ties whatsoever. No, no. Um, 
Well, I guess after the yep, let's move on. To <laughs> at the end of uh, <laughs> all right, I'll just uh, I'll just exit now. No, um, coming from obviously an outsider's perspective, I think <laughs> I think that um, look at the, at the end of each season, you you kind of look. I, I for me, I think looking in your trophy cabinet and seeing what I guess if you've got something there is there. Um, obviously, Manchester United. They've got the FA Cup, uh, and obviously the U- well, not yet. Well, not yet, but they've got. I'm saying they've this got the FA Cup. This is theoretical, you know. Um, you know, they've got the FA oh, Cup right, to play yeah. for, and Liverpool have the Champions League to play for. At the end of the season, I think Liverpool having, I guess, having a decent crack in the Champions League um, tops the FA Cup in terms of chances of winning either or. I think Manchester United have a bit better chance of winning the FA Cup over Liverpool, um, winning the Champions League. Um, so for me, I think the, the the United fans will be happier if they do win the FA Cup. If they don't, I think it's a disappointing season for them, regardless whether they finish top top three or not. Uh, Liverpool, I think they should be happy about the season that they've had so far. I think there's some promising signs. Of course, they've gone through a bit of uh, the change up with their squad, so um, they're finishing off the season quite strong. So I think Liverpool, regardless of where, how they go in the Champions League or not, um, they should be happy with the top three finish. Can can you leave that question up for me, Locke? Because so I, I looked at it, yeah, just a little bit deeper. So Manchester United to win the FA Cup, finish second, and Liverpool don't win the Champions League but finish third. I think that's an easy one for me. I think United would be much more happier with that to to come away with some silverware. Um, Liverpool not to, as well as finishing above Liverpool. In the league, I think that just ticks every box for Manchester United fan, given where their season's gone um, at the moment. The only thing that would sort of change that is depending on how far Liverpool go in the Champions League. I think for that, for the the league um, finishes to stay the same, United second, Liverpool third. The only thing that would top that for Liverpool and uh, would be for them to probably make at least the final of the Champions League, which is an enormous ask. And that's given that United still go on and win the FA Cup. So I think United have it all to sort of claim in terms of bragging rights for the season, unless they let it slip and let Liverpool um, climb above them in the ladder, I would say. Yeah. um, Trophies aside, uh, obviously this is... we, We know where my stance is in terms of Liverpool... And this, and I this the other week actually this brings back to something the other week I was when I was when we were watching the game it still burns me, the United Liverpool game, and the the gentleman I was watching with Matt, friend of mine down here was saying you know why does it matter so much you know you're not going to win the Premier League, and finishing that would have got you g'd up you know <laughs> like you said like you like like you just said Ollie. You know, Champions League is a massive ask for us. We're still going to win it, <laughs> but it's a massive ask for us. Yeah, you're right. Right, we're going to beat City. We're going to beat City. I've already said that. We'll beat City six four. Yep. Um, finishing above six, United mean it is so yeah. much. Like it means so much, especially in this runaway season where City's been. Even though we're better than City, they've been runaways in terms of their form, and beating everyone else except us. Oh, they did it once. Uh, be, being finishing above United, it's like it's like it's like asking a Tottenham fan, you know. Yeah. Would they like to finish in front of Arsenal? Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, if you're not if you're not going to win the league, 
and there's no other trophies to play for, the the next thing that you want to do is finish above your arch rival. Yeah, hundred percent. To be honest, to be honest, uh, I reckon United fans would be pissed off if they won their FA Cup. Yeah, they would still above, be livid. To be yeah, honest, I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it'd be we. Because then we've got. Oh yeah, you want we we could say you know it, it would be said. Oh yeah, you won the FA Cup, but we finished above you. Here's one for you, Aspo. You know, it, it'd be the same thing. Would you rather um, finish fourth and United finish second, but we win the Carabao Cup, or would you rather <laughs> the reverse? No, the reverse. I don't give. I don't give a shit about the Carabao Cup. <laughs> well, there you go. So then, even though so then the league, trophy, so then the league place. Against, against, about the Carabao the, Cup the importance the of the league place for you is uh, more important than than winning trophies. Well, a Carabao Cup. The Carabao Cup is, <laughs> but it's still, but it's still silverware that we haven't won since what two thousand two thousand and twelve. And that nah, and that was it, like in the last ten years. <laughs> Do you not think that we we need something? Oh look, we're probably carrying on a bit too much about Liverpool again, but anyway. Nah, I want top. No, nah, I want top two. Nah. Yeah, you're right. We're we're gonna have the Champions League anyway, so it don't matter. <laughs> but, no, you're um, right. Just a just a quick little sorry, yes, but just a quick little uh, score update. Uh, the Matildas are playing live as we're recording this. Uh, it's half time at the moment, and the Matildas are up three 0 um, oh, nail biter! Yeah, three nil. They're just yeah, they're just dominating as usual. They're they're just I don't know. Alan Stajic has just absolutely changed that squad. I think um, with the experience of Lisa Dubana and some some youngsters coming up, it's just they've just got the perfect sort of combination at the moment. So um, you know, three nil half time against Thailand. There you go. Live updates. Even solid, though you're here tomorrow. Yeah, games, keep huh? keep the live up keep the live updates coming. Yeah, no now, do we want another hot topic or do we want another fan question? Go on, we're on the roll of fan questions. Yeah, uh, give us, give one. us the next one. Give us the next fan question. The next fan yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we have fans, to be honest. <laughs> Given expansions will be slow, and um, promotion and relegation isn't probably feasible in the new f- near future, do you think the A League would benefit from a shorter season? Uh, basically, that every team would play each other twice, mm-hmm. and then the final series. Yeah. Who'd that come from? Uh, Matt. That's come from Matt, another another keen another keen listener. Uh, I think Matt Vitiello. Thank you, Matt Vitiello. Thank you. If anyone wants to get onto the uh, football down under Facebook page and look at all the uh, shitty cops on a daily basis, <laughs> <laughs> I actually we love come it. across very it. Very yeah, it is, it is a good laugh. Page, so we love it. Um, the good old pro tip AC comment. I could, but uh, I, the so, yeah, sorry, go on. Sorry, we'll, yes, we'll start with you, Steph. Yeah, start with you, so Steph. I, no, start um, with you. Start with you. I think I think it's a great idea. I think three, three, three rounds playing everyone three rounds. I think it's a bit um, in an A League season. I think it's a bit much, um, especially when you got it's the, a bit dry at the moment. Yeah, well, it is. It gets a little bit boring coming towards the end of the season um, when you factor in the uh, the FFA Cup as well. Um, I think if you are expanding the league, the s- you do have to reduce the amount of games, uh, the amount of times that uh, that the uh, the teams play. So I think two rounds is is, is perfect. I know that it's working well um, in all of the uh, MPLs around the around the country. So I think that format's completely fine. Uh, the final series, I don't think, needs to be changed at all. Um, I think a top six is it shouldn't shouldn't change. Top six um, is is perfect. Um, it's yeah, nothing. Nothing needs to change from that aspect, um, and two rounds makes it a little bit more exciting. 
What do you think? Yeah, I'm. Oh, I'll jump in for you there, Ollie. And as well, I guess another factor as well is having the season pretty much, you know, done and dusted, getting into finals. You know, you got to, you have to factor in the start of you know the AFL, the NRL, yeah. you know, the winter winter rugby rugby union <laughs> snore. Um, well, that that poses a good question because. Um, I know that Bozza... And like pitches and stuff as well, because you've got to talk about pitches as well. Yeah. You know, pitches getting absolutely torn up, so I'm having, you know, three games when I'm on a weekend. And, you know, obviously in Australia, uh, we have fans that are naturally tied, you know, to other sports as yep, well. Yep. And, you know, crowds and everything else. But yeah, it is, like you said, it is a bit... It is a bit boring. Well, Bozza, Bozza did, did, yeah. did ask, did pose the question about changing the, the time uh, of the league from summer to winter. And I just I was interested to see what you thought about that. No, it's core. There was there was some things in that that, that I liked. Yep. But moving it to winter, you call you're asking too much of fans, and fans' allegiances will will sway. Yeah. Code to code and uh, crowds and. I, th- I think maybe um, in the future it could be a viable option, given that that the sport sort of yeah, grows grows right in now. the future. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, in terms of if you want to sort of. Um, adhere to where the fans' attention is in terms of their favourite sport, I'd say, you know, football's always going to take a back seat. So in that case, you need to keep it separate from the other major league codes in, in the country. Yeah. And I think exactly. and I think you also have to think as well, um, you know, if you've got, from a marketing perspective, if you've got all, these, all, all of these advertisements around, you know, summer of football and, you know, 10 games in, in 10 days and all, all that rubbish... Um, and still not enticing fans to come and watch the games. How do you think doing that in winter is going to be? You know, it's it'll, it'll be tough. Um, it'll be very tough. So, um, yeah, I think I think I don't think that should change. I, I agree with you there, Espo. It also keeps the football spirit sort of um, within our country aligned with where where the season is in Europe as well, which yep. which makes sense for me anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, um. That tops off our fan questions, but we do have one more topic that I... Th- Lockie, is there one more topic that we want to talk about? Yeah, one Before more. we get into the fun and games? Yeah. One more, and it, it is regarding... Let him speak, bro. <laughs> that's, that's what I just asked. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to, you're about to tune run in. Tune, uh, to all our listeners, tune in to episode eight next week <laughs> where we have Stefan Jiglio as host. <laughs> but I don't want to host. I don't want to host. All right, Locke, what's the, what's yeah, the last one, on, Locke? So our last big topic for tonight is uh, Zlatan's move to LA Galaxy. The yeah. Lion. Yeah. What our thoughts are boys on the move and how do you think he'll go this season? I think I'll start. Can I go first? No. 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 Oh, okay, no, you go all <laughs> No, I think it's, uh, it's sort of an obvious and something that we saw happening for the last probably three to four years with Zlatan's career. I mean, he's still got you know his ability and his charisma – so he's, he's a perfect marketing tool mm-hmm. f- for a league like the MLS and, and no better place would uh, welcome him with open arms than LA. So I think, uh, yeah, it's a move that we saw coming for a while and I think it, it really fits the bill for Zlatan. And, um, you know, obviously, how old is he now? 35? You know, he's, he's never going to be King Zlatan for his whole... Well, he'll tell you that he will be, but in terms of on the football pitch... Um, yeah, it's just a move that makes sense for him, and um, I think I think he'll do well in just, LA, and the fans will love him and welcome him, and you know, good on him. I think he's going to absolutely bang in goals because, yeah. mind you, he's what 35, 36, 36, and 36. he scored twenty nine goals in 
He scored 29 goals in 53 Premier League yeah. games. That mate, that bloke has still got it. And that's just something, just, just on a side note, when we were talking about Ronaldo before, with the ages, right? Because just coming into age factor, players like Ronaldo will still, I still think Ronaldo will still be playing at a peak level for another two, three years. Because the amount of technology in the game now and the care that players have, yeah, their bodies are so much more... Durable. Are, so, are still so young. Yeah. Are still so young for their age in terms of how they're being looked after. But anyway, that's apart from the uh, aside from the point. But yeah, I do think it's a it's like you said, Ollie, a fantastic marketing tool for the MLS. And it always seems that they especially with Los Angeles, you know, they lose players, you know, they go and get it they go and get another one. And, you know, obviously Beckham kicked it off and they've had, you know, Roy uh sorry, Roy I was gonna Roy Keane. Robbie Keane. Gerard Gerard mm-hmm. Gerard and now Zlatan's come in now, and they actually still have someone who almost re-resurrected his career. Resurrected, sorry, really? his career there. Uh, Giovanni dos Santos is still yeah. there um, in the midst. Who's he's been a great player we, in the MLS, but no, I think uh, Zlatan will be. He'll be fantastic. He'll, like you said, you know, for his, you know, in hindsight, talking about his age, you know, he heading, you know, obviously he's heading towards the the twire, the twilight if he's not already in it. Um, is it yeah? He'll he'll sell out stadiums. He'll he'll bring in crowds. He'll be fantastic. He'll score goals. He'll do a lot. He he'll probably single handedly take them very far in the MLS Cup, and so on. But something I wanted to say. I don't know if you saw it when he when it got announced. Uh, Zlatan took out a whole page advertisement yeah. uh, in the uh, in the front of the uh, the Los Angeles Times, and it simply said, "Dear Los Angeles, you're welcome." You're welcome. Yeah, it's. It doesn't. You, you don't well, you get any more bottom, Zlatan man. than that, can you? Zlatan, do you? No, you, you don't. But um, I thought I, I had a real good laugh at that at the time. I just I, I, I compare. Know, I, think I compare Zlatan um, currently to somebody like um, what Conor McGregor is for the UFC. I think very very short but in in um, impactful statements. Uh, very confident in himself, and he's a marketing tool, like Ollie said. You know, he's. He's perfect for the MLS. You know, it's definitely got me excited to to, to see him play. Uh, I I don't actively watch the MLS. Um, I've always been intrigued with the league, but I don't I don't necessarily watch it. Um, but this has definitely um, sparked my interest into seeing how how he does and and how he compares to I guess the league in it, in itself. You know, you, you see you yeah, see Del sure. Piero coming in and playing in the A League, and you know, even at his age, it was you could just tell that he was just on another level. Uh, to, to everybody else and I just wonder if Zlatan if Zlatan will be the, the will have the same impact in the US yeah well yeah I think you are he'll definitely have a major impact and he'll score goals but you know even someone you know Gerard like Gerard went there and you know he left Liverpool when he left Liverpool and went there he was still at a time where you know I, I still think he could play for Liverpool I still think he could play in the Premier oh, 100%, 100%. Um, but even you know he said you know that it's um the MLS is a really good league. It is, like it is a it is a fantastic like the, the the that's what I guess that's what hurt America so much by not making the World Cup. You know, sent them backwards yeah. in a way. But like their league is fantastic, and you know, signs signs of that in a way is that they they've got good players there that are young, and you know, obviously look no further than Giovinco. Who oh, Giovinco's left healing City it. Yeah. He he his move his and, move away know, from the City R to the MLS has just. Um, you know, shot him to the moon. I think he's played. Um, I think he's been he's been in such hot form, and I think he's is. Oh, he's one. He's one player of the yeah, year. Yeah, I, I think I think because and... because the MLS isn't really looked at the moment as one of the one of the the major leagues 
um, in the world. Um, you know, mm. I think that he's, he's been overlooked um, and, and I guess flown under the radar. But Giovinco, Giovinco's move there has just done leaps and bounds for him. Leaps and bounds. I, I, I don't oh, think it, I think he's really relishing and enjoying playing there for Toronto. So there yeah. is no sort of motivation for him to try and come back to Europe. But the risk again that it might not work out for him. I mean, he's obviously being paid well. He's the best player in the league, and you know it just makes sense for him to stay there. How old? How 100%. old is he now? And Does Gio- Giovinco. How old is? He? Can you oh, bring that up, Lockie? I, to be honest, I, off the top of my head, uh, Lockie, Lockie's going to bring it up. On a personal level, on a personal level, um, you know, obviously, um, I'm, I'm... He's 31. He's 31. There you go, he's 31. On a, on a personal level, the, the MLS has always been a league that has sort of intrigued. I think it, it intrigues a lot of young players to go and sort of explore. You know, you see you see a lot of play, young players from Australia move over there, do do a year or two in college. Espo, you, you, you experience that. So, um, yep. you know, you, you, you go over and spend a couple of years... Um, in the college system there, because um, you want to you want to eventually hit the MLS, you know, because it's such a, it's such a good league to sort of uh, it's an it's an entry level league to to, to the big the, the big leagues, you know what I mean? Even yeah. though even though that gets a, that gets a lot of coverage, like yeah. it's a base league that that there is a lot of marketing and and attention yeah. around it, so it is a good platform for young players to to put themselves on on the world stage, I guess. Yeah. I'm not, but look at oh, look course, at Christian Pulisic. I'm pretty sure he came through the um the college system yeah, there, he did. and he's probably he one of the most sought after wingers in the world at the moment. He did on it. Well, you know, just I think with um. I don't know. I think we'll, we'll we'll put it out there to our to our listeners this week. But I think that could be a fantastic topic to talk about next week in terms of the MLS and their recruitment and the youth. And you know, look in terms of bringing it back and looking at Australia and how you know maybe we can mirror yeah, that of the, the MLS in terms of the draft. And you know, maybe we could you know I myself know quite a few players over there playing. See if we could get some insight. You know, just thinking off the top of my head, I'm sure our listeners would love to know about that because you know it's I guess the MLS is a, is, a, is a league that we you know we could really mirror ourselves on yeah in terms of you know they they were real you know they were realistic in their approach and knowing that you know we're not a big we're not a big league right now but we're in a country that loves sport yep. Australia is a country that loves its sport and they went about it the right way and now they're you know they're really prospering and they've they started to make that move away from having a lot of good do a they, lot of their best players being old do they have a do a, they have a salary know, cap Espo? Off the top of my head, see, this is something I, I'm. I think I'm, I'm almost certain that they do. It's obviously a lot larger, but it's something that I think it'll be fantastic to talk about next week. Yeah. Uh, no doubt in terms of mirroring it off the A League itself. Yep. Yep. Um, but boys, it is now time. I think that was fantastic. Good topics tonight. Yep. I agree. Really I agree. Good stuff. I think it is time for a bit of fun and games to wrap up the episode tonight. Go on. Now. Uh, just a quick score update, Espo. Sorry, 4-0. 4-0, uh, the, the Matildas. Uh, they're up 4-0. 4-0. Yes, 4-0. Fantastic. 51st minute, I believe, they've scored. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, just saying who scored now. Just running through the play whilst you whilst you bring that up. All right. Well, look, we'll just we'll find it out, but we'll get going on our who am I on for this Let's week. This is an absolute... Corker. Corker. Right? Have you stitched him up as this bad is, as you no, stitched no, me up? Even though I did no, 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 no. The who am I? No, no, no. Trust me, you boys will say this is this is a good one. Now, Lockie, I, I suggest you listen in here as well. Corker. Uh, 
Hey, these girls this are This is an absolute humdinger. There we go. Lisa Devano with her second. There you go. Okay. <laughs> sorry, yes, sorry. Kicking off, who am I for this week? Let me write this. I was born on the 22nd of February. I was born on the 22nd of February, 1979. 1979. I've made 490 appearances for four different clubs. Jesus Christ. I captained my side at the Sydney 2000 Olympics. After after the tournament, I joined my first club outside my home continent for the fee of £415,000. Ryan Giggs. No. Four different clubs. In 2002... Yeah. In 2002, yeah. I won the UEFA Cup, now Europa League, with Feyenoord and was named Player of the Year on my continent. Ooh. Teammates of mine include... Stop. Steve... Stop. Stirk Cap. No. Damn it. Go on. Teammates of mine, you are way off. Teammates of mine include Stephen and Zonzi, Shinji Ono, Christopher Samba, Robin Van Persie, and Lucas Neal. My former coaches include... I told you, boys. Corker. Former coaches include... Gus Hiddink. The man himself, Bert oh Van Marwen. Oh, my God. Sam Allardyce. And Mark Hughes. None of you have got it, so I'm going to have to move into my sudden death clues. We rip through the clues. I'm probably missing half of them. I have played in the A-League. My highlights, my highlights include... No, if you listen to what I said, my teammates of mine include Shinji Ono. He played for the Melbourne City, so. did he? Oh, yeah, he did. Because he died. I've played in the A-League. My highlights include having a penalty saved and being booed off on my debut. Oh, no. He, um... Being shown... Being shown a red card... Uh, being shown a red card for a studs-up challenge on former teammate Shannon Cole. Oh, my God. My final clue, I was captain of the A-League All-Stars against Manchester United in a 5-1 loss. This is a corker. It's a corker, mate. No. I have. I'm going to give you another one. Um, you're woeful uh, this Lockie's week. guessing. Hold on. Lockie's guessing. Yeah, I have played for the Socceroos. Go on. Is it because Norbo? No. It's oh. a good one. Though. You're all going to kick yourself. Is it? Is it Kevin Musket? No. Oh. Kevin Musket did not play for Feyenoord. Oh, I, I don't really know much about Kevin Musket. Harry Kill. <laughs> No, when did Harry Kill play for Feyenoord? He sounds Dutch. Is he Dutch? <laughs> no. He well, I've got no idea. Yeah, he played for Socceroos. He played for the Socceroos. Oh, right. oh my God. I missed that one. Are we giving up? Hang on, 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 hang on. Vinny Grella. No. No. Stefan, you've all got one more guess each. Jesus Christ! I reckon some. I reckon some of our listeners already got it here. Yeah, I. I agree. I agree. Jesus Christ! Final. Jesus. 
2000 Olympics. Someone from the 2000 Olympics. I'm passing. Oh. Passing. Stefan. Hang on. Hang on. Lockie. 2000 Olympics. They had a good squad then. Lockie. Lockie. No. He's got nothing. Go on, just put his out of a misery. Colosimo. He said Colosimo. No. Oh, that's close. I was going to say John Aloisi. I already know. No. I already know your reactions here. My name is Brett Emerson. Oh! Got us. Bloody Brett Emerton. Oh. Hey, what did I say? It's a corker. 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 Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> okay, now it's time for. Here we go. Here we go. Where's our music? Our, our soundboard man. Oh, here we go. Ready. Welcome back, everybody, to episode six of the football podcast of, of the football quiz that doesn't have a name, but it's a quiz nonetheless. My name is Joseph Esposito, and we're here with Stefan Giglio. Hello. Stefan, how are you going today? Mate, I'm good. I feel confident. You know, as I said, feeling as I confident. Said at the top of the episode. Uh, what gives t- you this confidence? Mate, I've taken a, a week long TAFE course. I um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Mathematics 101. I'm ready to go. Fantastic. Now, I would ask that both uh, our guests in the studio there, Oliver Lamont and Lachlan Fuller, please participate in making sure that he does not cheat in any way whatsoever um, because at the end of the day, only, it only affects your standings in the table. I'll keep score. So, thank you very much. So, let's move into question number one. Let's do it. Now, Stefan. Yes. A bit of background information for question number one. We had a, just We just had a whole round of international fixtures, yes? Yes, we did. Running into question one. In what arena did England play their friendly against the Netherlands in? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did England play at home? No. You play at home. You, I ask that when you're answer. ready to give your answer. And when and I ask that when you're ready to give your answer, you say, I want to lock it in. <laughs> yes, Daddy. Um, I, I, I legitimately have... Uh, no clue. Uh, so I'm going to lock in uh, Allianz Arena. You can't ask Lockie for an answer, I, but it's wrong anyway. I didn't ask Lockie for an answer. What are you talking about? He said he's going to lock I'm going to in lock it answer. in like you told me to do, you idiot. <laughs> oh, I'm going to lock it in. I thought you said I'm going to go to Lockie. Why and go you to are Lockie? incorrect there. Okay. It was the Amsterdam Arena. Oh, the Amsterdam Arena. Lovely. Uh, wrong. Yep, none from one. None from one. Let's go. Question number two. Yep. What colour is Germany's new away kit? Wow, Jesus Christ. Their home kit's white. They're all... Roses are red, violets are... Shut up. Because <laughs> you expect me to say blue, which is obviously not the correct answer. you got ten seconds you on the clock. What are you putting me on the clock for? I am going to lock in uh, black. It's green. What is it, green? 
Why would they have a yes. green awakening? It's, it's nice as well. I think I'm actually going to get it. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. Can you bring it up, Locke? Can yeah. you bring it up? Sorry to, sorry to, sorry to hold. On. I need to see this. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. No, after. We'll he's do got that on the after. screen now. He's got on the three. screen. Hold on, hold That's on. He's bringing it up now. No, he's taking away. Yeah. Is that it? That's disgusting. No. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Oh, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Bunch of retards here. Question three. Now, Stefan, I understand you're a Juventus fan. I'd like to call myself a Juventus fan. Yep. Prior to Jeep, who was Juventus's home jersey sponsor? Oh my lord! Good question. Clue. Clue, season 2011-2012. I can, I can visually see it with my You've eyes. Got no, no, idea. no, I can visually see it with my eyes. It's, it's round and it's got yeah, red I writing. It's got red so writing in it as well. Oh my yeah, lord! Kellogg's. Not Kellogg's. Oh, it starts with an S. Kit Kat. It starts with an S. Oh, no, it doesn't. Far oh, out. You're having a stinker. No, it I'm, starts with a B. I'm having a stinker. Oh, it's... Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. It's like Balocci. Are you locking I'm locking in, in Balocci. Incorrect. Bet click. Oh, bet fucking click. This is great stuff. <laughs> it's a good question. You've asked me to take the maths TAFE course. I've taken the maths one, not question the... Question four. One. Yep, go on. Question four. After leaving Malmo FF in 2001, <laughs> who did Zlatan Ibrahimovic sign Bro, for? Why did you not ask me these? These are so, Sorry, sorry. Can you just repeat the start of the question? After leaving Malmo FF yep. in 2001, yep. who did Zlatan Ibrahimovic sign for? I feel like just giving him a hint. Ollie, do you know I this? I do know it. Yeah. This is why I didn't give you these questions. Lucky zoom out on a picture of Zlatan's head screaming. Just looking at me. Um, you've got ten seconds. Nine. Uh, was it was in Italy? It was in Italy. Seven. No, it wasn't. Six. I've got. I've got no clue. Butchered it. I've got no clue. Question number four. The answer was Ajax. You should have known it. There you go. Now, Stefan, yeah. question number five. Yeah. You're number four. Number four so far, so I'm doing well. Now, I understand you are a Juventus fan. I just want to double check. I'd like to. Say, I'd like to think. What so. is the state? What is the name of Juventus's stadium? So it used to be. It used to be called the the, the, the J Stadium. However, they have changed it to um uh, to the Allianz Stadium. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, bro? Ollie, Ollie, what's the laugh for? Because you know how wrong he is. Is that wrong? No, it's correct. Allianz. What are you laughing for, you dickhead? Allianz Stadium. Juventus' you stadium is named Allianz. Yeah. Wow, well, I look silly. Bro, yeah, I thought it was Juventus silly. Stadium. You do look silly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want to walk out. <laughs> it used to be called... That's an absolute honestly, it used, to be called, it used to be called yeah. J Stadium. Then I'm sorry. I'll, so, em- uh, I'll embrace the roast from that because that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk out. Absolute oh, nice slapper. Right. Right. Well done, Steph. There you go. Yep. There you go. One, one for five. five. One You're on the board. board yeah, no duck for me, mate. No duck for me. No ball tampering here either. Question number six. Yep. Now, Stefan, I believe you're of Maltese descent. Yes. Good, because this has nothing to do with it. Uh, who coached Italy to their fourth World Cup in 2006? Oh, my God. 2006. Oh, my God. 
He had white hair. Yeah, I know. I know. He's, he's got glasses. glasses. He's got, his name starts with a C. How can I not bloody remember his name? No, it doesn't start with a C. How does it not start with a C? It doesn't. Ten seconds on the clock. Oh, Ten. Healing me. Nine. Eight. Seven. <laughs> you six. Ah, fire out. Four. Go on, put three, me out of my misery. Oh, I, does, I don't deserve two, to be an Italian. Marcello Lippi. Oh, Marcello Lippi. Marcello Lippi with his glasses and his white hair. Okay, Stefan. Question number seven. You're one for six. Keeping it on an Italian theme. Give me three Italian players who have played in the English Premier League. Oh, my Lord. That's a tough question, too. Far out. (laughs) It it isn't. It really isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I honestly, honestly don't know. I don't know players okay, that I'll played. Give you I one. Honestly, you I'll got, give you one. I couldn't. No, I don't give me any because I honestly, I don't, I don't. Who's I don't the bloke know. with the mohawk? Just, I don't. I can't answer it. I don't know. Three I was potentially looking for was Mario Balotelli. Yep. Which is one. Esteban Cambiasso, yep. who has also played. Could have gone Fabio Barini or uh, David Zappacosta, who's actually playing currently for Chelsea. Yep. But uh, that's all right, Steph. If you're, on a, you're having an app, yeah, I'll put <laughs> it in the next That's all right. And, and you know what? The majority, of our, the majority of our fans, if they're keeping score at home, they're probably doing much better than what I am. So um, We can't do any kudos, worse. Kudos, kudos now, to you. Uh, so. Oliver, yeah. Oliver, I'd now, ask, is, uh, I'd now ask if you could close uh, Stefan's It's laptop. already closed, yeah, mate. It's closed. Fantastic. Stefan, who did Melbourne Victory lose to yesterday? <laughs> I mean, we went through it at the top of the episode. For fuck's sake. Melbourne Victory. Oh, my God. We went through it at the top of the episode. <laughs> Stop me, you fucking bastard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Memory span of a bloody goldfish. Five seconds. Oh. Four. Three. <laughs> drop points to, I don't know, Perth Glory, for fuck's sake. Yes, you no got it anyway! Yeah! Where did you pull that one out from? Yes. Oh, <laughs> makes me livid, that. Oh, none from two. I mean, wait, hold on. Two, Set, two, two from, from eight. eight. There we go. Good. Question number go nine. On. There's a bonus There's a bonus point here. I'm going to give you, Stefan, this is your opportunity. It's my opportunity at redemption. There's a question here. Story. Worth one point and a bonus question worth three. Yeah, I reckon you're hyping me up because I'm going to have no clue at either of them. So go on. Who is the top goal scorer in Syria? Last season or this season? This oh season. Oh my god, so he played for bloody Napoli. <sighs> it's not Higuain, but I'm going to say Higuain because I can't. I don't know what his name is. He plays for Napoli. Chido Immobile. Yeah, and he doesn't play Who's for Napoli. Who does he play for? And the bonus question, he plays for Lazio. I'm butchering this so hard. How many, <laughs> I'm butchering this. And it's how many goals he had scored, and it was 24. There you go. Now, Stefan, question number yeah. 10. The final one of the night. Have you, uh, how was you, How did your tape course go this week? Oh, well, mate, it was all mathematics, so you know it's completely unrelated to the football quiz that has no name, but it's a football quiz nonetheless. So, um, No, it could help you here, Stefan. It could help here you here. Go. 
Okay. I've butchered everything else tonight, so I might as well butcher this one. You've got two. You're a two for nine. This one will be. I'll give you a two point. No, no, this I don't want. You know what? I don't want any yeah, give outs. No, I want to. I want to ride and die. I want to ride and die. No worries. No, I don't want any help. I want to ride and die. Now call on all your call on all your mathematical oh, help. But for question delete, ten, delete. I want you to tell me who invented the light bulb. I think I know this one. This was um, Edison. I need a full name. Oh, you're you're having a <laughs> laugh. You're having, a, you're, you're having a fucking right laugh. Uh, Thomas Edison. Oh, well done. Hey! Thank- well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lockie just put up a photo of Edison, the goalkeeper from City. Anyway. Stefan. Yep. You've just finished off with a three out, out of ten, mate. You know what? This is a wake-up call. You know, this is this is exactly what's happening. Plenty of work to be you know done. What? I'm, I'm happy with that. You know why I'm happy with that? Because it's just the exact same position as a soccer is ring. It's a rebuilding phase. Um, I've got to have a good, hard look at myself. Um, ask myself some serious questions. Uh, okay, let's move on. All right. You know what? Shut the fuck up, Espo, all right? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Go on. Hey, I'd ask that you'd keep it down. You're swearing as the, the amount of bleeps that Lockie has to put in. He's not going to put in any bleeps. It's just it's going to be a red E that comes up against the podcast. It's fine. People will be aware. <laughs> a red E. Well, boys, before we wrap up, I'm actually going to give you a, my fast fact for the week. Oh, fast fact for the this week. This is new. <clears throat> my fast fact for the week, and it comes back to the English Premier League, and we're talking about PFA Player of the Year's Mo Salah, Kevin De Bruyne, it's all there. My fast fact for the week is Kevin De Bruyne has lost the ball more times than any other player in Europe's top five leagues. Wow. Boys, that is my fast fact. Wow. It's been another fantastic episode to all our listeners. This week we will be on YouTube. Uh, Stefan has an old phone. The recording was bad, so it's just it's Stefan's fault. <laughs> yeah, um, being, 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 an old phone being an iPhone 10. So, so what's your excuse then? <laughs> With a it's crack. Just, uh, it's got a crack no, in it's it. It's just, you know, week-long tape week, mate. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, guys, please get in touch. We're going to have, we want more fan questions for next week's episode. Yeah, get in touch. Please get in touch. Send us messages, DMs, however you like it. We're going to be on YouTube this week. Look out for our posts regarding that. We're going to have videos from this podcast. And boys, thanks again for another fantastic episode. Jeez. And I will catch you all same time, same place next week. See you week. then. Ciao. 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 See you, Ciao. boys. Ciao. <laughs>